So Matthew chapter 10, uh, if you've been here the last couple of weeks, Jesus has uh, identified his 12 apostle disciples and he is calling them to uh, he, he is calling them to now go out and he is not just calling them, but he is sending them out and he is explaining to them what they should expect. Uh, some of you have uh, new parents, you know, this last generation of parents, you get this book uh, when, on your first pregnancy and you know what it's called? What to expect when expecting. And it's kind of one of those things, and it's a pretty good book. And I think there should be other books like that. You know why? Because it's hard to know what to expect uh, when you're just expecting. You, you, you can talk to a lot of different people, and you, you don't know what to expect. But it would be good to know what to expect uh, when you're ex- expecting, especially if you haven't been there before. And so Jesus is sharing with his disciples He's saying, I want to tell you where this is going. I'm sending you out and I want to tell you so that you won't be shocked and you won't know. It's it's full disclosure, if you could say it that way. And this morning we're looking at verse 16 and verses following. And for time's sake, I'm just going to go through the passage and not read the whole thing with you. In verse 16... Uh, we look at this section and and what it is, it's more. Last week, we looked at uh, some of those things that he was expecting and wanted them to know. And this week, he tells them about the difficulty of their task, how it's going to be hard, how it's going to be hard. He starts out in verse 16 and, and he explains to his disciples and they don't know, they don't know. I, I think sometimes we think they, they know where this is going. But Jesus is calling them to his kingdom work. And it's totally different than anything they've ever seen before. And this is what he says. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Uh, I'm sending you there. As parents, As parents, uh, picture you sitting down with your children he says, I'm sending you away. And they go, oh, great. That's exciting. I'm sending you to a place. Oh, great. I, I, I'm excited to go there because I know you love me and you, you, you cherish me. And I'm sending you out. And he says, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. In the midst of wolves. Uh, this isn't very good marketing by Jesus. Don't put this on the brochure. Uh, people will never go. Jesus says, I'm sending you out as defenseless sheep that aren't uh, able to protect themselves. I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. And and there's a little nuance in the grammar there, but it, the idea here is not that the wolves will show up as you go, but they're already there. They're already around you. And this is something, as you consider the the culture of our world, the world we live in, sinful hearts, you, you need to remember this, that it's not a neutral place we live. It's not sheep out to the pasture. It's that there's always present wolves in our midst. 
Remember that. Remember that. And Jesus said to them, he says, I, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. It's a dangerous calling I call you to. It, it, it's not something where there is no risk involved. As he says, uh, sheep by in, in the midst of wolves, he couples that with, so be wise as serpents and innocent as doves. He takes serpents as these snakes, if you will. They're, they're careful and ready to respond. Uh, th- this picture that they, they slither and move uh, very slowly, except when they need to strike and except when they need to get out of the way. The picture here is this. It is that serpents are careful. They give careful thought in difficult situations. They're not ones that think lightly and, and are, they're always ready, if you will. They're very careful. But he couples this picture of a serpent with that of a dove. This peaceful, gentle bird. Sign of peace, a, a sign of beauty. And, and no one's ever scared. Oh no, the doves are coming. I, I challenge uh, a sports team, a high school, to choose for their mascot, the doves. <laughs> Won't happen. Innocence, and he points to their innocence. The idea that we are not uh, bringing fear to the people that we come to, but rather innocence. Serpents and innocent as doves. This is what it is to be a disciple. This is what it is to follow Christ, to be a follower of Jesus, the one Savior, to be a part of His kingdom. He says, your sheep sent out in the midst of wolves, and because it's a dangerous place, be as serpents, but innocent as doves. And then he says this in verse 17, Beware of men, for they will deliver you over to courts and flog you in their synagogues, and you will be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and of the Gentiles. Jesus is saying, let me explain to you what I am calling to you, what you should expect as I fling you out into the world. Sheep in the midst of wolves. So be careful. Serpent like doves, like doves. Why? Because I'm sending you out and this is the reception that you will get. There's persecution awaiting you. He, uh, in this first section here, he looks at uh, the men of authority, the men of authority, both religious men of authority and those who are uh, political men of authority. And he says, beware of these men. Why? For they will deliver you over to courts. They will flog you in their synagogues. They will make a, a, a display of you. You'll be dragged before governors and kings for my sake to bear witness before them and the Gentiles. As you look at this last verse, last portion of verse 18, he says there's a purpose to your persecution. There's a purpose to difficulty. And it's that you might bear witness both to those 
of the religious authorities of the Jews of the day to bear witness to them as well as to those non-Jews, those Gentiles. And he says, I'm going to, as I send you out, and even as you are persecuted, I do this, and your purpose in that is not just for pain to enter your life, but that this persecution is that you might bear witness, that you might share with them of me, that they might see what I've done in you in your life, in the midst of this persecution. Um, I want you to see this. It's super important. It's a huge theme of the, the New Testament, Old Testament. You can find it as well. Is that pain should not have, uh, should not be worthless. Pain should not be worthless. If you're doing something that's painful with no purpose to it, Stop. Stop. It's a bad idea. Uh, I, I say it often. I heard it from a, a wise older man. He said, you know, when you're, when you're banging a head against a brick wall, he says it feels really good when you stop. It feels really good when you stop. And some of us have done that for a while too. We're, we're, we're convinced, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this until it, it turns out to be right. It's not going to be right. Sin will never feel good. So Jesus calls them to something, but he he calls them to a life of pain. But he says, this pain has a purpose that you might be a testimony for me, that you might testify before them, them as well as the Gentiles. Um, I think this follows and it answers their questions. They say, well, okay, so I'm going to go. I'm going to testify. What am I going to say? What am I going to say? What is my message going to be? This kingdom message. Verse 19. He talks about what to expect by being a disciple. And now in verse 19, he shares with them their message. He says, when they deliver you over, do not be anxious how you are to speak or what you are to say. For what you are to say will be given to you in that hour. For it is not you who speak, but the Spirit of your Father speaking through you. Um, Most of us uh, get nervous about speaking. Uh, some of you, if I called you up here right now and I said, I just want you to tell us a few things about yourself, you would go from being very calm to a highly elevated heart rate. Uh, and and we say, well, we want, and some, some would say, well, if I have to say something, I need to write it down. I need to write it down. Word for word. I need to be prepared. I need to go over it. Uh, because I, I don't want to be caught in that situation where I don't know what to say or I'll say something dumb. Uh, I say things dumb all the time. Sometimes in front of large groups. Jesus says, as he's sharing with these disciples, as he's sending them out, he says, you will get in trouble. There will be persecution. That's going to happen. And in that persecution, that is your time to share and to testify. And the, the ones who got nervous about it were going, well, let, let me go to my, you know, my, my quiet place and let me write out my response. And he says, don't. 
Don't become anxious. And he says, well, why? I, I think anxiousness is appropriate at a time like this. He says, don't be anxious. In, in fact, rather, the Spirit of your Father will give you those messages. He will speak through you at that time. What a great principle for us as we get into difficult situations. We may not be drugged before uh, governors and kings. might just be family members. might just be peers at the school. It might be uh, our boss. I don't know who it might be. And you say, well, I, I won't know what to say. Cry out to God, your Father who loves you. Say, give me the words to say. Speak through me now. What a beautiful picture of what to do in the midst of persecution. Nervousness in the message is natural for us, but God promises us that His Spirit would give us the message. Give us the message. Um, We look at verse 21. It talks about the depth of this persecution. And this is going to be a hard, hard section. Because it doesn't seem like it should be this way. He looks at verse 21 and he says this, Brother will deliver brother over to death. And the father, his child, and the children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by all for my namesake. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. In verses 21 Verse 21 and connecting it with this persecution. He says, it will be your own family. Your own family. And he takes the most precious uh, relationship, a brother to brother. And he says, you know, we're brothers. We're, we're tight. We're close. We, we fight with each other. But more importantly, we fight for each other. That's what brothers do. And he says, as you go out with my message... Your own brother, your own brother might be that one. And and the picture here is willing to deliver his own brother over to death, to death. You say, boy, that sounds wrong. And a father, his child. Father's here today. Uh, A couple weeks, uh, we're going to celebrate Father's Day, most important day of the year. Simplest day of the year as well, by the way. Um, He says, Father, and his father deliver over his children. Fathers don't do this. Why? This is the kind of persecution. This is why it's so intense, is that fathers will look to their own children and they would be willing to give them up because this message is so repulsive. And children will rise up against their parents and have them put to death. That's that's intense. As Jesus shares the depth of this persecution, he says, this is what will happen. These are the kinds of things that you can expect when following after me. And you can imagine in the hearts of the disciples, they're going, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is following after Jesus worth it? I I was looking for the path of least resistance. I was looking for things that are nice and happy. And this isn't a happy section, Jesus. As you share with me what's going to go on, I I, I don't know if this is what it means to follow after you. 
He shares the depth of this persecution. And then he calls them to this one thing and he says, uh, as he explains this depth, he also explains where this should end. And if you look down at verse 22, and you will be hated by all for my namesake. I, I think that's important to remember that this is not about the disciples. Uh, most of us here today, we like to be liked. We like to be liked. In fact, we make most of our decisions based on whether people will like me doing this thing or that thing. And if people don't like us, we'll reload and we'll come back and do something different so they'll like us. And that's how we live our lives. And we get caught up in that, do you like me? Do you like me? Does everybody like me? I, I need everyone to like me. And this is how we make our decisions. Jesus says, don't worry if you're liked. And in fact, if you're even hated, it's not about you. It's about me. He says, you will be hated. And you go, oh, I don't like being hated. Don't worry about it. It's not about you being hated. It's for my namesake. My namesake. I want to tell you that, that this is what it is to follow Jesus. It's not about whether you're liked. It's about whether their, their response to Jesus. And I want to tell you that many, many will hate Jesus. Many. You want to ruin a good conversation? Bring up Jesus. You know, people are willing to talk about anything. Sports, politics, food, geography, knitting, anything. Anything at all. Bring up Jesus, it ruins a good conversation. Because they'll either have to accept or reject. But Jesus says this about where this ends up for them. He says, middle of verse 22, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. That, that this is where it is. That in the end, in the end, this, there's a reason to endure because at the end of this life is salvation. You know, most of us look upon things and we're, we're trying things out all the time. And we say, hey, we'll try this product or that problem. But when it doesn't work, we'll throw it away. And, and there, there's no sense of we're committed to anything. We're only committed to ourselves. But Jesus says, disciples, as you go, there's going to be bad times ahead. But this is the, it's for my name's sake. And push on, continue on, endure, endure to the end. Why? Because salvation, salvation, that I, I secure your salvation, that I am the one who will save you. This word to endure is, is to bear up or to bear up under. And it's the idea of a burden or a weight being crushing and pushing you down. It's heavy on your back. And it's the idea of lifting and pushing and staying under it. And you say, oh, if it's too heavy, I just walk away. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Jesus is calling his disciples to stay up under it. To stay there. I want to tell you some, of you, some of you are ready to give up today. You're ready to give up. And you say, well, how do you know? I know. Okay. You're ready to give up. 
You're ready to give up on your health. You say, it's been too long. You're just long, long, long. I just can't. I'm ready to give up. I want to tell you, bear up under it. This is what God calls us to. Some of you are ready to give up on your kids. You say, it's just too hard. Bear up under it. Bear up under it. Don't give up. Some of you are ready to give up on your marriage and you say, it's too hard. I can't do it anymore. Bear up under it. Why? Because this is what God has called you to. It is hard. It's very hard. But God has has told you and He he wants us to know that this is hard. This life is hard. There's nothing easy about this life. But He promises that in the end, salvation is here. Um, Still got more to say. You know, I'm going to save that till next week. I want to give you three things this morning that will help be helpful for you uh, as we consider um, as we consider this message, this half a message that we've gone through. First thing is this: um, sheep and wolves. You say, "I don't want to be a sheep." Yes, you do, and I'll tell you why. Because Jesus also says that he'll be their shepherd. He'll be their shepherd. There's no reason for sheep to go out in the midst of wolves. Unless, of course, they have a shepherd that loves and cares for them. If you have a, if you're, you have a shepherd, you're okay. If you don't, good luck to you. Second thing I want to tell you about uh, as, as we consider this. The message of Jesus will not ever be popular. It will not ever be popular. Don't don't ever take votes. You know, maybe not even around your dinner table. Okay, don't take. Who loves Jesus? Raise your hand. You know, uh, it, it might be popular right here in the midst of good times, but don't look for it to be popular out there. If you do. And you count votes, you're going to go, oh, I need to change my decision. It'll never be popular. Never. And lastly, I want to tell you that the message, even though there's persecution, is still good. It's still good. And you say, well, why would Jesus share these things? Because he knows the worth of following him as their king is worth all that they could sacrifice and more because it's so great to follow after Jesus. Hope you feel the same today uh, as you consider the life that God is calling you to to follow His Son, Jesus. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this morning. I pray that uh, as we have gone through Your Word, I pray that You uh, would continue to work in us, help us work these things out. Help us not to be shocked when our life is difficult, but rather that we would embrace you in the midst of it, knowing that you are our good shepherd, the one we can trust in. God, I lift us up as a church that we might embrace these words and serve you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being here today. I want to encourage you, if you haven't uh, gone to vote uh, as part of our church membership, please do that. That's in room A, I believe. Uh, And if you're just here to eat, 
uh, you can go down to the fellowship hall.